You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Always a pleasure to check in with a good friend of the program, Mike Rucker, the former Panthers defensive end, part of the NFL Legends Committee community. Mike, thank you for taking the time. How are you? Doing good. Always be, It's always good to be with you guys. And we appreciate you taking the time on the game day, so let's focus on your specialty defense. What's the state of the Panthers' D getting ready to take on a talented Eagle offense tonight? I, I think that um, the D uh, is, is going to have their hands full. Uh, this The Philadelphia team's coming in as hot, too, just like them. And uh, obviously you have a, a younger quarterback that uh, you need to put some pressure on him and they're on the road, you're at home, so you need to use that crowd and that noise to really make it uncomfortable for them. I think up front, I think this is one of these games where uh, the defensive front can really get after them and really be a game changer uh, tonight. Mike, good to have you on and appreciate you coming as usual. Um, when you see Cam Newton playing the way he's playing, uh, some questioned if he was going to be able to, to be productive because of his surgery, uh, but you see him actually being able to to move around in the pocket uh, just as good as he once did the time in which they went to Super Bowl 50. He runs the ball well. He's accurate. Two, con- two consecutive weeks of throwing over 300 yards. He has a little young mighty mouse of a, of a running back in the backfield named Christian McCaffrey. He's kind of that hybrid player where he, he can play wide out and also run the football well. How intrigued are you to see this offense now clicking the way they once did to where they're now the team to reckon- be reckoned with in the NFC? Well, I think a lot of people thought that it would just take time and how quick could they get that shoulder and get that rust knocked off and him get his timing back. First couple games, it was kind of tough. But you saw the last two weeks, he's really starting to come back to two years ago. Uh, The one thing that I really like is that if it's not there, he's taking off running. That puts a lot of pressure on the opposing defense because now you've got another set of eyes that you've got to keep on him. And, oh, by the way, you got Christian McCaffrey, who is he getting the ball? Is he not? You have to respect McCaffrey's speed and agility. So now all of a sudden McCaffrey is pulling linebackers out of these windows, these throwing windows, where you would have a little bit more time to keep maybe that linebacker in play. There's opening up windows for Cam to either get a nicer throw in there or able him to run. When you see Cam doing his first down mark, doing his Superman in the end zone dancing, that's when this team is at its best. In the last two weeks, you've really seen him step up his game. Mike, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey, who was record-setting with his versatility at Stanford. We saw him score his first touchdown last week. Do you think he's going to play an even bigger role in this offense in the coming weeks? I think that his, I think the role will stay the same. Um, I think as he starts to get more comfortable, I think maybe tonight where you might see him is maybe in the, in the special teams. Right? Both teams are, are playing really well. But the special teams could be the factor tonight, whether it's a kick or whether it's that one punt return that changes the field. And I think that's where he's going to have a lot of explosive uh, playmaking power is in the, in the kick return game. Uh, offense, like I said, you have to account for him. And when they slide him out, I guess when you really look at the uh, New England Patriots game, I think that you really saw his effect with him not having the ball, how defenses – uh, have to account for him, and that can open somebody else up for a free shot. How much more improvement you see this team need to make, whether it's defensively, offensively, or special teams? What part of the game you feel they need to improve a little bit more in order to be the better team within the conference? 
I think there's two areas. I think on offense, I would like to see um, getting Jonathan Stewart um, really just going coming downhill, getting him some carries to where he's really establishing the run. I think the offensive line was a little unsteady in, in the beginning, but they're starting to come around. They lost Ryan Khalil for a while, um, you know, and, and, and so they've got a backup center in there who's playing well. So they're starting to gel. I'd like to see Jonathan Stewart um, get some more action coming downhill. And then for the defense, I would like to see them finish the football game. There's been a couple games where they allowed some teams to kind of come back and make it a closer ball game than what it needs to be. I think if you can control the line of scrimmage on offense and shut these teams out when you get ahead, I think that will really be something that will uh, help them go into the playoffs and, and ultimately get to their final goal. Chatting with Mike Rucker, the former Panthers defensive end, part of the NFL Legends community. Mike, we've been digging into this matchup category by category, and we devoted an entire segment to the importance of Jonathan Stewart. I know that he is appreciated locally. Do you think he deserves more national credit when you think about what he's meant to this offense? In many ways, he's been the heart and soul for the better part of a decade now. Yeah, you know, he's one of those guys I think that um, isn't real fancy. He's a bigger guy, but he's got good hands. He can catch that screen ball, and he goes downhill, and it's hard to tackle him. By the time he hits contact, maybe at three yards, he's going to carry you for another four or five yards. And I think in today's world, you see some of these other backs that look more like a McCaffrey that are, that are not as big, but really versatile flying all around the field in the slot position. And so I think he can kind of get um, uh, overlooked. I think he's a, he's a good guy in the community, but uh, he's one guy that is, I think if I remember right, he is the leading rusher um, for this franchise, which is huge. Uh, we've had some really good backs come through here. And so I, I do believe that he should get some more recognition and what he brings to the table and running the ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he helps set the physicality at the line of scrimmage. And, and that's the type of football that travels anywhere in the country, let alone the world, when it comes to being able to control the tempo of the game. And, and that style of football, the game has changed a little bit where now we have the spread offenses. Do you think that style of football being physical in the trenches still exists today, considering that they do it more from a spread set as opposed to uh, either with a fullback or without one? You know, you know. obviously the spread has come from the college level, and, and we, we, we were, went back for our 97, 20-year uh, national championship reunion last weekend in Nebraska. Back in Cordell, you know, back in that big eight, it was run the football. Oh, yeah. You had to have your big boy pads on. Yep. And we were talking about, even though this went to spread, the fundamentals of football, if you can run the ball and, 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 and control the line of scrimmage, you're going to win your fair share of games. And I don't see why that can't happen again. It's just going to take a coach to say, look, it might hurt a little bit in recruiting, but let's go back to a physical offensive line and a physical running game that controls the line of scrimmage. That's going to open up the path. And I do believe that um, once someone really puts all their chips on there, that that still exists and it can still be productive. Mike, one of the highlights of our program each week is chatting with a member of the NFL Legends community like yourself. I mentioned committees and having to do administrative work. You're also part of the Leadership Council. You're a regional coordinator. What has this entire experience meant to you? It's been great. Um, you know, I think we've been doing this for about four years now. And, and being part of the Legends community allows me to be able to serve my brothers. Um, guys that played way before me and created this games that, that played in the 70s and 80s to, to guys that are just coming out. And, and basically, I always tell the guys, I'm like a compass. You know, I want to help you get reconnected with your team. 
uh, get reconnected with the NFL and get reconnected with your brothers that you played with and played against. And that's been really helpful for me in my transition, but um, also helping guys in their transition and helping them and pointing them in the right direction to the different resources. Um, you know, I'm in fantasy football. That's something we started up a couple of years ago, and you got guys trash-talking uh, in fantasy football. So it's just little things that kind of bring us back together because one thing that we really miss might not necessarily be the X and O's, it's really that locker room of, of talking junk and, and pranks and, and stuff like that. So anytime we can find venues and different uh, outlets that we can get together and recreate that locker room, it's pretty cool. Mike, always a pleasure. Thanks for giving us a few minutes again today on the NFL and tune in and enjoy the game tonight. Always good, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.